Hello everybody, what's up? How are you doing? My name is Jasmine. Welcome back to another episode of the More Than Sexy Podcast. I am your host and founder, and this podcast is about how media, trends, things that we do in life, Hollywood, how it affects how you see yourself and how you perceive the world around you in the area of self-esteem, body image, and it is stemmed from my ministry to modest movement where i encourage women that they are more than sex appeal you are created in the image of god you are loved by god you have a purpose from god and how our bodies are to be used so let's dive in it's mental health month it's may so i had this study i wanted to do uh last year but you know i was getting ready to have my baby and i was just like it'd be too much for me to try to put my energy into it but uh, i did this study because i wanted to know personally how does sexual objectification affect women not just from the outside world but when we put ourselves in that position how does it really affect us we see today that uh you know the sexual revolution movement um is seen as an empowerment for women is seen as a place of confidence you know express your sexuality uh if you got it flaunt it you know all those types of things but how does it really impacting our mental health and I I wanted to really dive into that so I have uh, this really cool study um, how places like Hooters and restaurants actually harm mental health and whether you're in OnlyFans whether you work at a restaurant like that um, this will be this will open up your eyes okay I'm outside this time because I didn't want to wake my baby up Uh, I know I did a video when I was outside uh, two weeks ago because I just didn't want to wake him up so I hope it's not too loud. I am podcasting, so my voice will pick up a lot more. But um, so I have this study about how working in these places of business and doing the things that we do online, uh, whether you're doing butt pics, whether you're doing lingerie photo shoots, um, how does it affect your mental health? So um, I wanted to shed light on a practice that many women do that, you know, that, that harms the way we think, we feel, the way we process life. And it's sexual objectification. I know I mentioned it. Not everybody knows what it is. And it's when you are treated as an object of sexual desire and you're seen as a tool of of sexual pleasure rather than a human being. That is what sexual object, it's sexual object. You hear like objectification. It's like you're a sexual object and the person that you are, your personality, your name, all of that kind of just gets lost in the mix or disregarded. So it's when the sum total of who you are as a person is equated to how sexually satisfying you appear or and how you are. And, you know, a believer, someone who believes in Christ, we know what our bodies are used for. And we know that if we're just if, if we're just the sum total of, of sexual desire and sexual expression, then we're obviously operating outside of the will of God because that's not all that we're for. And we know what scripture says on that. We're going to talk about that a little later on. But I think almost every woman has in, involved themselves in sexually objectifying themselves. And there's a study from NYU that actually shows when media and entertainment sexually objectify women and men's bodies those who watch are more likely to self-objectify we begin to be influenced by the imagery the patterns and you know all of the ass the sexual ass and all of the the nakedness we get we begin to get influenced by what we see and we start to objectify our own selves because of what we're looking at 
And I talk about this a lot, how media and entertainment really affect how you see yourself and how you see the world around you. When you're looking online and you're bombarded with the imagery and, and, and what is the preference of the times, what's the trends of the times, you begin to see yourself in that same filter. If everybody has this one look and everybody's being sexually expressive, then you start to think, okay, well, I need to you know, follow this pattern. I need to incorporate this into my life. I need to see what what can I do to look like that? You know, it's, it's how the human nature works. And it's a psychology thing and people understand it. That is why they use ads, movies, product placement, the way that they do, because they know how to drive consumerism. They know how to drive the money, you know, and sex sells. We know this, right? Because, because why? We know why sex sells. Because, you know, it's good, but it's good in the confines of marriage. Like, God created it. Because anything other than that is just ruining our world. The world is riddled with rape, riddled with abortions, riddled with um, children being harmed and molested, and riddled with, you know, I can go on and on with what's all going on, the sex slavery, the sex trade, pornography, and it's riddled with the poor sexual mindset on how we're supposed to operate in this God-given gift. You know, it's it's in marriage, it's the protection. But we'll talk about that a little later. So we begin to be influenced by the imagery that we see, which in turn creates, for some people, it creates body dysmorphia. It creates um, an uh, OCD behavior of how you look. You emphasize, I gotta look like this, or I need to look like this, or I need to lose weight, or I need to, you know, because of the imagery that's influencing us. So it's important that we look at how we are being influenced from the world. And we know Romans 12 and 2 says, don't be conformed, don't follow their customs, don't follow their traditions, but be transformed by the word of God. When you are following the, the custom of the world, the trends of the world, the way that they're turning, you're going to be consistently transforming with everything that they think you should be. You're not going to be transformed into the image of, of what God really wants, and that is Christ. So, so let's talk about the women who work in these places of business where they are often objectified and paid to be sexy. There was a study done for Hooters waitresses that we're going to take a look at. So in 2015, faculty from the University of Tennessee's psychology department set out to find what kinds of consequences working in this environment had on waitresses' mental health? And the findings were pretty disturbing. This is via theconversation.com. I'm gonna put the link in the description so that you guys can read the article yourself if you like. But this is a study done by The Conversation and they asked what's the psycho psychological toll of being a Hooters waitress. We can also conclude with this study that there is a psychological toll that sexiness and being objectified has on a woman. So these are some of the key points that this study showed. Participants reported that the main reasons they chose to work and remain employed at a restaurant were one, to make more money that they, than they could otherwise doing something else and two, to have a high degree of flexibility in creating their work schedule. So um, to make more money than they would otherwise, you probably get tipped a lot more when you're doing something like that, you know, because you're looking really good uh, and the men leave higher tips or whatever. 
and then they wanted to have a more flexibility in work schedule. So that's an, a different professional side of it. So places like restaurants emphasize women's bodies while suppressing the humanity of the individual. And we know this if you if you if you look at I looked at the man who started this and it was all from what what you could think lust financial gain you know the bible says the love of money the root of all types of evil um this man saw an opportunity to use women's bodies to benefit himself because we know that that's a, a place where you can get a lot of money it's a place where you can really have your the world you want i mean look at hugh hefner you know, all of the young ladies that he had that he ever wanted, all of the sex he ever could want, all the money he ever could, could want in his life because of sex. So, and there's a study on that, too. That stuff back then that they was into, these women, I pray for these women because you should go go look at uh, the truth behind all of that stuff. Like, it... Wherever there's sin, like, there's all types of sin. There's all types of delusion. There's all types of violence and evil. Those women were abused. And they will tell you that from their own mouths. If you go back, go and check some of those interviews out. But so we're going to look at the, uh, some of the key points that were pointed out by this study. So places like restaurants emphasize women's bodies while suppressing their humanity and individuality. I and mean, when you think about it, they're used as a commodity. And I'm going to show you something that um, they actually said in a, in a court case um, uh, to confirm that. But number one, one of the key points in the study showed that the more their bodies are sexually put on display, the less happy they were with their jobs. Number two, many of them dealt with depression, anger, anxiety, ambival ambivalence competition from colleagues and disrespect and unwanted attention from customers. Three, they were also far more likely to internalize cultural standards of beauty, experience symptoms of depression, and were more likely to be dissatisfied with their jobs. And four, a lot of them had an increase of body monitoring and body shame. Those are the four points that came from that study of majority of the women had these types of uh, issues. When you're in an environment that is built for a lust for women, what good can truly like come out of that? Now, not everyone is a believer and want to see it like, you know, the way that we see it. But God has a moral law for a reason to provide a healthy and whole environment for humanity to thrive in as we journey through this earth. And some people may think that it's good that restaurants are around or it's good that strippers are around or it's good that there's only fans because they they have a distorted view when you're living in sin you have a distorted view you think that sin is good for you you think that these things are helping you but the bible says the wages of sin is death meaning spiritual death you spiritually die when you disobey the moral laws of god I mentioned before how God called us to be the crown over all of his creation, to rule and have dominion over what he made, to partner with God, to see his kingdom come on earth. However, because humans have free will, we take that dominion that God gave us. And instead of doing things for his glory, we do it for our own glory. We do it for our own selfish desires, just like the founder of these types of restaurants. He had dominion from God authorized to be an entrepreneur, to build a business. You have dominion 
in the earth to to rule and reign with God, to see his kingdom come, to partner with him, to see different inventions come to place, to partner with him, to see uh, new advances in technology. You have that kind of dominion. But because of sin in the human heart, because of our disobedience and our desire to build up ourselves, because of our desire to be our own God, we take that power and dominion that God gave us and we do something simple with it. So the founder of Hooters, the founder of OnlyFans, well, really OnlyFans was made, it really wasn't made to be like a sexual platform. Uh, it was made for a place for fans to gather and to um, benefit, kind of like a Patreon or something like that. It was made like that at first. But we take our dominion and our free will and we do something else with it. We build our own kingdoms based on the simple heart that we have. So the man that made these, these restaurants, restaurants, with half-naked young girls serving men in their, serving his own sexual desire, serving his own monetary desire, misusing the bodies of women created in the image of God for his own lust. So we use it for our own selfish desires. A man saw an opportunity to profit from the bodies of these young women. And there he is with this this business. And, And it's actually, becoming less and less popular today. I, I did a, uh, another study on why Hooters was actually um, disappearing across the country. And I'm gonna link that in the description as well if you wanna read about the, the prognosis of this business. Cause it's, it's been around for a while and not all things last. And I don't think it should last, frankly. But, but this is like a patriarchy though, when you think about it. Like, it's like the patriarchy archetype that people hate. You know, like women being suppressed from who we are to serve men and to be misused by men, mistreated by men, abused by them. It's kind of like that. Like this guy has like a patriarchy um, mindset, you know, using beautiful women to serve the passions of men. Somebody's daughter, you know, like like misusing her body. Oh, you have a nice set of breasts on you. You have a nice set of hips on you. Come make some money, you know, come use that, you know. Uh, to make my living, you know, like, I mean, would he be okay with his daughter working at a place like that? I don't know. I don't even know if he have kids. I can't remember all that I had learned about him, but I don't even know if this man would be okay with his own daughter or granddaughter being in a place like this, where a man sees, a man is an opportunist. He sees her in her beautiful physique and he's want to use her for money. How was that not any different from like a pimp? that sees your young daughter and he's like, oh, I can turn her out. Like she, she's a bad one. She can make me a lot of money. It's just like, what do I call it? Systemized prostitution or like democratized um, prostitution. I don't know what the name of it is, but it's, it's like a legal prostitution, you know? Like, but these are daughters of God, you know? This is somebody's daughter, like, how would you feel, you know, and I, I, want, I want to ask him that question. How would you feel if a man was an opportunist with your daughter to use her, you know, for your financial gain and your business, you know? So how we can prove, actually, that they see these women as tools. Uh, there was like a, a lawsuit. There was something that happened. I, I didn't even put what year it was, but there was an issue where they were trying to decide if men could work there and why men couldn't work at a restaurant or a, a chest to run, I guess. Um, and they were trying to, there was like 
some kind of like discrimination policy that they somebody was saying they were violating because of that and they argued that being female was essential to the performance of the Hooters girls jobs responsibilities because women's bodies are tools of the trade they should be exempt from the federal discrimination policy so somebody was trying to clap them for breaking the the nation's discrimination policy that it doesn't matter your gender or your race for working there but they are saying well we use women's bodies for this whole thing like it's the female anatomy that that we that is the tool here and so I want to speak to the women who work there or who have worked there or who have the mindset that it's okay do you like being seen as a tool of the trade is that what you want your body to be about just a tool you know, I'm just making 15 an hour. I'm just making 17 an hour plus really good tips because I look, because I'm a tool of the trade. How are you any different from prostitutes that use their bodies as a tool for the trade off of monetary gain? You know, God doesn't see that any differently. Just because it's a established business and prostitution is illegal, God doesn't see that any differently. You know, how do you see yourself? Are you a tool of a trade? Are you a woman with dignity, with character, with personality, with a name that matters to this planet that God put here for a specific purpose, not to be misused by men, not to be misused for lust and mis misusing your body to build up your own kingdom and your own fame and popularity, but to partner with God is a privilege. Your body is made as a temple of the Holy Spirit, but you can't be that temple as long as you're living sinfully, as long as your body is used for sin and lust and distraction and you can't do what God put ultimately put you here to do. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to fulfill that destiny. But instead, because of sin, because of ignorance, we're serving the destiny of Satan. And that's to continuously keep people trapped in lust and sexual perversion in misuse of the image of God. You're created in the image of God. And if you want to know what that means, I have a course on modestmovement.com completely free. It'll take you probably less than an hour to complete it. So you could get the perspective of God of how he made you. Because this isn't it. This isn't it. So we learned that these women at Hooters experience bouts of depression, anxiety, working in an environment where they're objectified. Now, I know this isn't everyone's case. There are some women who may comment and say that, oh, it helps my mental health. It helps me feel good about myself. Oh, I feel so confident when I'm working there. I feel like everybody likes me. Um, I, that's a faulty foundation. That's not going to last. Because... One day people like you, the next day they hate you. And if you're banking your confidence and who you are and your happiness on how other people see you, and if, in, you know, if you're if it's banking on that, it's it's on sand. You are banking your life and your salvation, uh, your um, your uh, satisfaction on sinking sand. Meaning that's not gonna hold you up. That's not gonna hold you up from depression. That's not gonna keep you up in life. That's that's futile. God doesn't want you living futile. He wants you living real. He wants you to have wholeness. He wants you to be so stable in him that it doesn't matter how people see you or what they think about you or that you're good, that you don't have to bow so low to get up, to feel up. You don't have to bow so low in these sinful habits and these sinful businesses and these sinful ideas 
letting men use you and, and gawk at you for, for an hourly wage or jumping in and out of relationship after relationship, going to the bar after bar to get drunk. You don't have to stoop so low in sin to be up in life. Jesus said, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy you. But I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. I've come to give you peace that the world can't give you. But you would rather go out and get your little high on people and on relationships and on alcohol and on weed or whatever else that you're doing. But Jesus says, my peace I give to you. Nobody else can give like the peace that I give to you. He said, I am the living water. Come and drink. If you knew who I was, you would ask me. He told that woman at the well, if you knew who I was, you would ask me for a drink. And you would be filled to the brim. The woman in the well was a woman who was in and out of relationships, looking for peace, looking for happiness, looking for confidence. And she did not have it at all. What, she was at five husbands in, five boyfriends in. And Jesus was like, if you knew who I was, you asked me for a drink. And you won't need no more water. You won't need no more of what anybody else trying to offer you. So, like I said, like some women may say, oh, it helps my confidence. And, you know, but regardless of if you like it or don't, God didn't create you for that. Your body is designed to be a temple of his Holy Spirit so that you can partner with God to see his kingdom come. And we talked about that before I'm reading my notes. So, uncontrolled passion and lust are the reasons why children have their innocence taken. It's the reason why there's a sex trade. It's the reason why people are sex addicted. God didn't create you as a tool for destruction. That is what the enemy is using you for. Destruction. You might like the environment and how it makes you feel, but understand the spirit at work within you is a lustful, evil, destructive spirit because the Satan came to destroy you, still kill, destroy. He did not come to help you. Although this feeling that you have may feel good in a moment, he that's not going to last. It's the love of money that's the root of all types of evil. And this is a type of evil that sexually objectifies and exploits women who are created in the image of God. People applaud like Bat Baby um, for all the money she made or... Black China for all the money she made and only fans and doing this and that. But thank God Black China came to salvation recently and she got out of that platform. She covered up her tattoos. She came, she got rid of her plastic surgery stuff. She wanted out. And God told her, I didn't put you here for you to degrade your body. That's not what I made you for. And that's the same thing he's saying to you. The people out here applauding these women for what they do. And a lot of people didn't know Bad Baby, although she made 50 million inside of OnlyFans, she was popping pills to stay alive. She was popping pills to keep her mental health. She had to go into a facility. And is that, is that applaudable? Is that honorable? The fact that she's doing this thing against her conscience, she knows it's not right, but she's making all this money and she had to pop pills to stay sane. So this affects your mental health, whether you believe it or not. We, it, it's, we see it everywhere. Okay, where are we at? I'm not trying to take too much of y'all time. 
I appreciate you guys for sticking around listening to this video if you're still here. I'm going to put these links in my description. So, <clears throat> let me say here. So, sexual objectification leads to self-objectification, even in women who appreciate it. Meaning that because the messages and the images in media that we subconsciously begin to see ourselves through this mirror. So there are a lot of women who are working in these places because of what they saw on television. They wanted to be desired. They wanted to feel that kind of love, that kind of appreciation from men or whoever. They wanted to feel desired. I remember when I wanted to be a stripper one time because I just wanted to feel desired. I wanted to feel like I was like, on top I wanted to I it's really sick I wanted to feel loved but because I put on my on my IG recently that a, a malnourished soul because of whatever you didn't get in your childhood whatever bully you had whoever hurt your psyche hurt who you are broke your heart whoever hurt you whatever hurt you if you're not healed if you're not healed by Christ, if you're not fully healed and whole, you're going to seek to fill that hole that you have. You're going to seek that healing in external ways. So for some women, it's working in a place like that. So for some women, it's dressing like this. For some women, it's overeating. For some women, it's alcoholism. It's weed. It's jumping in and out of relationships because you're trying to heal yourself. You're trying to self-medicate on something that will never truly fill you. So because we see all this imagery, we begin to body monitor, conform, and identify with one version of ourselves. And that's what the perfect image that everybody wants. And we see this a lot. Why do you think women are obsessed with a thin waist and big butt? It seems to be everyone's fitness goal or everyone's fitness challenge to get this big butt. And it's because of the unconscious self-objectification that we've done. You can go back and watch my video about how music affects your uh, body image and how it may be causing body shame because of what you hear and because of your influence around you is telling you to look a certain way that you have body shame and you feel bad because you don't look that way. The misogyny really is what that was. The misogyny in hip hop, the prejudice against women, all of that is a contributing factor. Working in places like this, all of this is a contributing factor to the uh, mental health in women. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and end this. Let me see here. So self-objectification, this is more of like some psychology study. It's a form of self-hatred. It causes women and girls to turn against their own body and accept the identity of another. Rather than loving ourselves as ourselves, we hate what we are and we body shame, we compare, and we covet what somebody else has. And this depletes mental health and further leads to body dysmorphia, eating disorders, depression, and even suicide. And these are not godly attributes. God is glorified when we find satisfaction in him and who he created us to be. Self-identification also leads to lower productivity and flow because part of our focus goes from... Um, Part of our focus goes to how we appear to other people. 
we start to live from this identity of how people see us versus who we really are. The woman inside of us never gets nurtured because we care too much about how other people are seeing us and viewing us. This is a real sickness, guys. I'm going to go deeper into this on another video, but all of this has a root. And I'm going to be sharing that root with you in the future. So stick around. Make sure you subscribe. And I believe that is it. Make sure you guys subscribe because we have a lot to cover about self-esteem and body image. And if you're a woman who is in this industry and you can, you can attest to um, having poor mental health because of working there, then I want to encourage you to leave. You don't have to stay there. And if you don't know how you're going to make ends meet, trust God to provide for you. There are other jobs that you can work. I think I see a squirrel. <laughs> trust God to provide for you. I want to invite you to modestmovement.com where you can get some resources so you can start seeing yourself how God sees you, where you can learn to accept God's will for your life and receive Christ as your Lord and Savior and be filled up and have peace of God. And you don't have to contribute to these things anymore. You can have that peace, the same peace that he gave Black China, the same thing he can give to you. It's what he wants for all women. He does not want us to be out here degrading ourselves and living beneath his will for our lives. So leave your comments. Let me know your thoughts. And thank you so much for listening. I will see you guys next time.